Today's gospel reading is from the book of Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. As a way of honoring the gospel, please stand. Now Jesus, full of, whole, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wild. For forty wilderness days and nights he was tested by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when the time was up, he was hungry. The devil, playing on, on his hunger, gave the first test. Since you are since you're God, God's son, command this stone to turn into a loaf of bread. Jesus answered by quoting that Tremoni. It takes more than bread to really live. For the second test, he led him up and spread out all the kingdoms of, earth, of the earth on display at once. Then the devil said, they're, they're yours in all their splendor to serve your pleasure. I'm in charge of them, and all can turn them over to whomever, whomever I wish. Worship me, and they're yours. The whole works. Jesus refused, again backing his refusal with detrimony. Worship, worship the Lord God and only the Lord your God. Serve him with absolute single-heartedness. For the third test, the devil took him to Jerusalem and put him on top of the temple. He said, if you're God's son, jump. It's written, isn't it, that he placed you in the care of angels to protect you. They will catch you. You won't so much stub your toe on a, on a stone. Yes, Jesus said, and it, it is also written, don't, don't you dare tempt the Lord your God. That completed the testing. The devil retreated temporarily, lying in wait for another opportunity. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So yesterday evening, I went to uh, visit Irv, and uh, he's, he's at Inglemore over in Livingston. He's doing well. Came back to the church, put all of these pieces of paper out here. Each of them has a prayer on it at the end of the service. I'm hoping you'll come and pick one of these up, stretch out with your spiritual antenna, to one of the prayers that is here. There's three. I'll talk about that in a bit. Went home, parked the car in the garage. And as I was walking up the driveway to the parsonage, I saw some kid dart out of our front bushes and take off towards the street. And without even thinking, my first reaction was to say, hey. It was, it was the, hey, like, hey, you meddling kids. I thought maybe it's one of the neighborhood kids ringing our doorbell and running. Kind of a silly thing to do on a cold night, but I saw the kid take off across the street and down to a vehicle that through the darkness looked a little bit like the Chatham United Methodist Church van. And I started laughing because I realized what that kid was doing because the youth group last night gathered to, to deliver some messages of love to various people around the community. And so I went into the house. I said, did our doorbell ring? No. So if, if you're coming to the parsonage, our doorbell doesn't work when it gets below a certain degree. <laughs> and so I went to the front door, and there, there stands Christopher 
with, with a card saying, I just want you to know it was me in your bushes. <laughs> I have laughed ever since. I just think that is so great. So nice job, Craig and Karen and the youth. Um, I think Micah was there. You, who else was there? To, Christopher, nice job, man. I see you back there. Delivering messages of love in single degree weather. That is ministry, man. That's not bad. So I'll get back to the significance of, of this message of love because this is really where it's at. Junaid read this great passage of Jesus going into the wilderness for 40 days. He was praying throughout that process. Now, he was probably not praying with words. He wasn't talking for 40 days. He was probably in prayer that was without words. Some say it was probably more similar to the centering prayer that some of us practice here. More contemplative, more meditative, more centering, more grounding in who we are. It's almost a stance as opposed to a thought. See the difference? It's a stance. It's a way of being in the world, a way of preparing for something significant. Jesus was preparing for a battle. He was preparing for a struggle. He was preparing for a difficult time. He was preparing to be faced with temptations that were given to him by the devil. Not only was it at his baptism that he heard the voice of the beloved that accompanied him into the desert, but it was prayer that prepared him to face struggle. Some would say that following Christ is doing just that. What we are doing every Sunday, what we are doing in our Christian education and spiritual formation throughout the week, is preparing ourselves for something. Perhaps preparing ourselves for a storm that we're going to go through. Perhaps preparing ourselves for challenges, difficulties, losses, times of unknown, times of pain. Perhaps our discipleship is preparing us so that when we face difficulties, we are ready. We won't get whipped around by the wind. We will be able to stand firm on holy ground, come what may. The time to prepare for crisis is not when you're in it. The time to prepare for crisis is not when you are in it. The people of faith that I've seen over the years walk through crises. I can tell those who have done their preparation and those who have not. Those who are in the midst of the storm and are looking around and don't know what to do, don't know where to turn, don't know how to pray, don't know who this God is and how they can connect. When they're in the crisis, it's in some ways, of course, God is there, but it's too late for them to know how to take a stance 
a spiritual stance. Those who have seen weather the storms of life have been in preparation for months and years and decades, and they know who they are, and they know who God is, and they know how to access the power and grace and grounding of Christ. And so this Lenten season may be a time for us to prepare. The term Lent comes from the Old English word lengthen, lengthen, the lengthening of days. For, the, for this hemisphere, it is the days keep getting longer. Spring is coming. And Lent is a season when the church has always focused on spiritual formation, spiritual disciplines that can help us when we face the crisis, the struggle, the pain, the storm. So in some ways, it's like spring training. Pitchers, catchers, when do they show up down in Florida? It's coming up. Spring training for us as spiritual people begins now. And learning a new way of praying may be incredibly helpful for us as we do this spiritual training because there's no, there's no shortcut to spiritual maturity. There's no shortcut to knowing who we are in God and who God is. There's no shortcut. And so perhaps you came to church today to hear an invitation to train in the spiritual life in a new way. I want to lift up a possibility for you and for me and for us as a church. On the chancel rail, there are three different prayers. They're all right out of the United Methodist hymnal. And they are prayers that lead us, if we're open, to transformation. That's the purpose of prayer. The prayer is not to get what we want. The prayer is to put ourselves in God's way and let God transform us. We were at a men's breakfast recently, and Lauren Taylor flipped open a book that we were looking at, and he said, look at this quote from C.S. Lewis. Prayer is not to change God. Prayer is to change us. That's it. Prayer, if we're open, is to change us. Each of these prayers has potential to do that. I hope you will be willing to take one of these prayers with an openness of heart that is willing to be transformed by this prayer and maybe have this prayer and our praying the prayer might be what God uses to transform us as a congregation. Here are the prayers. One is a morning prayer. The morning prayer... Um, New every morning. 
is your love, great God of light. And all day long, you are working for good in the world. Stir up in us a desire to serve you, to live peacefully with our neighbors, and to devote each day to your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. In that prayer, if this is the one you pick up, there is all sorts of opportunities for God to move. Because we're asking God to stir something up in us. Stir up in us a desire to serve you. Stir up in us a desire to live peacefully with our neighbor. Stir up in us a desire to devote each day to your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm, this one has potential. You might pick up another prayer, a prayer that we pray at the table of the Lord every Sunday at the 11 o'clock service and once a month at the 9 o'clock service. It's a prayer that we prayed in our bulletin today, in our worship. A prayer that I am convinced we as a congregation here in Chatham need to be praying every day. Please join me in praying it every day and see what God does with that. The prayer is this. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. If we prayed that every day and meant it, God only knows how we might be transformed. The other prayer is a prayer by St. Francis of Assisi. Also, a prayer of transformation, a prayer that doesn't leave us alone, a prayer that if we pray, we will be different after we pray it. If it's from our heart and more than just head words. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Someone needs this prayer because they may not be feeling very much like a channel of peace. Whatever our prayer is, the hope, Christopher, is this, that we become more loving, that we become a vessel of God's love, to receive God's love and give it. That's the hope of all prayer. That's the hope of all Christian discipleship. That's the hope of all the things that we do as a church to be transformed by God's grace into more loving people. Thanks for the card last night. Amen.